Welcome back, everyone, to the Cyclone Scoop podcast. Sorry, we had a little bit of a hiatus with the transfer portal and recruiting. You know, things got a little crazy, very busy, obviously, but it's great to be back. You know, it's still a very busy time, obviously, certainly with football recruiting and official visits and things like that. So it'll be kind of the general format, breaking down, you know, some of the most recent events that have really been happening, kind of like the format of Nick at Night. And then we've got some really good, you know, reader and, and listener questions for the podcast as we kind of get things back to rolling. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll get into it here. Obviously, last week was pretty full of commitments for Iowa State in the class of 2023. You know, a couple of them feel like a long time ago. Jamison Patton, Cooper Ebel. It's really kind of crazy that those happened within the last week or so, maybe just over when you're listening to this. But one that I wanted to hit on to, you know, kind of launch into the last weekend and got some momentum going for the second official visit weekend was Brendan Black, an interior offensive lineman from Florida. He had offers from Miami, Duke, I believe Louisville, Memphis, and, you know, he took a couple visits and there was certainly some interest, but he was blown away by the culture at, at Iowa State and some of his budding relationships. Coach Campbell, obviously Coach Myers on the offensive line. And he's someone that I think with, you know, technique and the right coaching could be a really solid interior offensive lineman. And more than anything, you know, the class just really needed some players at the offensive line positions, because as much as the skill guys are important and, you know, they're fun to watch and talk about. Team's not going to do much if, you know, they're not successful within the trenches. So that kind of got things going into the official visit weekend the last few days. And the second official visit weekend was pretty loaded. It was Norris Davis, Marlon McClendon, Brandon Henderson, Kenyon Sadiq, Jordan Allen, Sam Samay, Tashawn James, Josh Manning, George Burhan, Abu Sama, Paris Patterson, and Elanius Davis. Now, I've been able to speak to 10 or 11 of those guys since, and obviously I'm not going to kind of read a whole article here on air, but just how I'm feeling about some of those prospects and, and Iowa State's chances, like I mentioned. Norris Davis, a safety. I'm not sure there's a clear favorite, but I would say that the Cyclones are certainly a contender at this point. Brandon Henderson told me in an article that he felt like Iowa State kind of had him. That's offensive tackle from East St. Louis. Felt like he kind of was really feeling it from Iowa State, but wants to take some time, obviously, speak with his family, you know, really get into things. It's a huge decision. You know, naturally mentioned Paris Patterson there, teammate of Henderson, also showing a lot of interest with the Cyclones. It'll be interesting if the two of them try to decide to, you know, go to Iowa State together, but they're not necessarily having to be a package deal, I would say, just to base each other's interest, even with what they're kind of showing on social media. Kenyon Sadiq, a huge name over the weekend. I made sure to get that article out quickly. Sadiq is a four-star athlete, technically. Iowa State likes him as a tight end. Uh, he's played wide receiver, some defense, a little bit of safety on defense. He's one of the most talented players on this list, maybe the most. That was here this weekend. I had a great chat with him. And I think that going into this week, as he visits Washington and Michigan, 
based on the interest from Iowa State and really some of his revealing quotes, both to me and other 247 writers, I think I would probably put Iowa State in the lead right now. It's generally, you know, early. He is in no rush to make a decision. He's someone that had his recruiting process really kind of blow up late, uh, late March, I believe it was, when Iowa State offered, and that really got the ball rolling for him. But I think Iowa State's in a really comfortable spot for now after this official visit and, you know, the opportunity to get him and his respective family to this campus. Jordan Allen at Kansas Edge, I think that Iowa State is at least a contender for him. I think things are pretty close with Missouri. He's going to take an official visit to Iowa next week. But Iowa State was one of the first offers, potentially, I want to say the first offer for Jordan Allen. And the relationships he's built and just the time that he's been able to spend on campus, I think, have been really important. Similar to Sam Samay, uh, you know, Iowa State has maintained this relationship for a while. Samay has stayed high on Iowa State for a long time. And again, he told me the relationships are going to be huge and where he decides to go. No question, a major contender there. I'll hit on a couple more here. Elanius Davis. I came into this weekend thinking... Minnesota probably has the inside track, talented player from the state of Minnesota on the defensive line. But, you know, from being able to speak with him throughout the process, what he cares about the most and, you know, kind of his excitement from the visit. I maybe give Iowa State an inside track, but certainly wouldn't necessarily put anyone above them right now. He's set to visit Washington, I believe, next week as well. Another Washington visitor. And we'll see where things stand. He's someone that does plan on taking all of his visits before decision. Finally, another four-star on that list, Josh Manning, wide receiver. I personally think one of the best in the country. Been able to speak with him a few times. And I would say that Iowa State is comfortably in the top two to three vying for his talent at the next level. It's not going to be easy. Kansas State has some momentum, and he's still got one or two visits left. But I think his relationship with wide receivers coach Nate Shieldhouse is terrific to this point. He likes the offense. I think there's a real shot there. I continue to be high on the skill players and the wide receiver potential of this class. Obviously, plenty to unpack there. You know, most of that was really off the cuff. So I've been able to kind of study this a lot and really get a feel for these players and, you know, what they're kind of looking for in their college choices. Finally, I want to hit on one more kind of area before I get into some terrific reader questions. Forgot how the time flies with these. So basketball recruiting, getting really busy as well. Uh, Wisconsin star from Pewaukee, Milan Mumchilovich put out a top six last week, obviously included Iowa State, along with Virginia, UCLA, Michigan State, Minnesota, and I believe Louisville off the top of my head. To me, from speaking with him early on in the recruitment, a couple sources around the recruitment, and you know, speaking with some of my colleagues, I feel that Iowa State is in the top three with Virginia and UCLA right now. That's kind of the gauge I'm getting. I anticipate a decision from him in the next two to three weeks, though he may not be the highest rated recruit that Iowa State lands in this class, which is Pretty incredible if they can get a five-star, obviously, that I'll hit on. I think he might have the most complete offensive game so far. I'm really high on him as kind of a stretch four. 
He's got terrific relationships with the Iowa State staff, and that'll be one to monitor. In addition, at the time of recording, as we had on our board about a week or so ago, Georgia, Georgia guard Jelani Hamilton on an official visit here at Iowa State right now. That should wrap up in the next day or so, depending on when you're listening. A lot of family connections there. That's certainly one to follow. And then Omaha Blue, of course. He's someone that I put in a crystal ball for a few weeks back. There are a few of them for Iowa State. The Cyclones have pushed incredibly hard, and he's got great relationships with the staff, too. So those are kind of some huge names to follow right now, basketball recruiting with the Cyclones. Finally, we will get into some reader, listener questions. First off, who were the biggest camp standouts in your eyes? So it's obviously hard to choose just a few, especially in terms of how many I was able to attend. But I'll give a few names. Carter Nelson, 2024 tight end, was potentially the best player I saw at any camp. He's got you know a high-level Division I, potentially NFL-type body, can make all the catches, decent route runner. That'll continue to improve as he gets more speed. Certainly a name to watch in the future for Iowa State. Malachi Curvey, son of Iowa State great Brent Curvey, just essentially wrapping up his freshman year, landing an offer at the tight end position. So a couple tight ends there that I mentioned. Really, really good, strong, clean route running ability. Great work ethic, athletic. I was impressed. I mean, you watch enough players you don't necessarily get impressed by one every day, per se. He really stood out to me. And then, of course, Abu Sama, who you would hope is one of the best players with Iowa State looking at him in the 2023 class. Again, I mentioned that he was here for an official visit, but he certainly popped. His ceiling is very high. Technique can continue to improve as well. Now the transfer season is over, Nick, what does the 2023 basketball recruiting big board look like? So I kind of naturally hit on a few of those top guys. In addition, another name that has been one to watch for a while is guard Cam Christie. I'm not quite as you know in tune to that recruitment as I am to some of the others that I mentioned, but he is also absolutely a priority. Those four or five names are names that I would continue to follow here in June through August, September as things really get rolling on the basketball trail with commitments like we're seeing in football. From one of, my, one of my favorite posters here, always tuned in to football recruiting. Do you think the 2023 football recruiting class finishes as the highest 247 rated in ISU history? So as of right now, obviously I'm relatively new here in terms of full seasons, but last year I believe was the highest rated, according to our scale, in Iowa State history. Tough to project what kids end up doing, but in this moment, and I'll get to why, I do think it finishes as the highest rated. It's already hovering in the top 20 with major talents like J.J. Cole, Jameson Patton, Kai Black, Michael Parks. I put in a crystal ball for Blake Purchase, so that's not really news that I think he ends up at Iowa State. It's not going to be easy. He's got some major visits coming up, but he's got so many connections here at Iowa State. He loved his visit. He's got the relationships and a clear-cut role in the defense. 
Because of guys like him, Kenyon Sadiq, who I said I think Iowa State is in a terrific spot for right now, and the potential with other players like Norris Davis, who I expect to get rated well, and Josh Manning, who loves so much about the Cyclones. I think there's a great potential for that as of mid-June. I do believe so. Another basketball question. How many high school recruits do you see TJ taking in the 2023 class? Really good question here. And it's one that's a little difficult to answer because of some of the fluctuation in terms of rosters. You know, who, who might want to stay and the transfer portal and everything like that. But I think I can safely say that as of this point, if the Cyclones and, and their staff get what they're hoping for, I figure that number to be at least four. The 2022 class was three guys. But this current team, as we go into this season, will lose a lot of players that will be in essentially their last year that they can play. They're obviously the new class. A couple transfers that still have more time, like Jeremiah Williams. Caleb Grill will have another year. But you don't want to have to take seven or eight players out of the portal necessarily. You'd probably like that number somewhere around three. So I think bare minimum, I like that number at about four for TJ and, and the respective staff. And based on who's really priorities right now at the top, I think that number is pretty safe to say right now. Who will be the top five commits in the 2023 class when all is said and done? At a few notes here, just it's hard to remember the ratings for every single person. I believe not in order. They will be Blake Purchase, Kenyon Sadiq, J.J. Cole, Jamison Patton, and then just because I'm not sure I'm going to project them to land three more four stars per se, at least, I think next up would be Michael Parks, the wide receiver athlete from Florida, who has really impressed in terms of relationships and kind of his work ethic already as he really seemed to show on his official visit. So I think that's who I would say right now, projecting a couple guys, I'm confident in purchase and we'll see what happens with Sadiq, but I, there's a lot of good momentum there and it's not just coming from me either. Few more here, and there have been some really good ones, especially for kind of the return here. Wide receiver Dimitri Stanley isn't discussed much. Have you heard any inside info on how he's looking? Because this goes out publicly, I maybe won't give away too much inside info, though honestly, nothing too secretive about Stanley or, or anything right now. There are high expectations for Dimitri Stanley within this offense. I've written it on the board and in some articles. He can do something that not a lot of players on this team can necessarily do, and that's stretch the field vertically. And I think with Decker's arm, as long as the line can protect and the offense is kind of flowing in the way that we saw some glimpses of at spring ball. I anticipate him to have a pretty good year, and I know that he's made some solid impressions with his peers and around the program thus far. I think I put that I, I figure he'll finish in the top three or so on the team in receptions. I expect that to be pretty good in this offense with what I anticipate that looking like behind talents of obviously Hunter Deckers, you know, Trevor Downing as a protector, and Xavier Hutchinson. Naturally here, regarding Hunter Deckers, do you take the over or under on him passing for 3,000 yards this season? I'm going to go ahead and take the privilege of including a bowl game 
in these statistics. So I will take the over. It will be interesting in this new, we'll say, era, depending on how long he's here, of Hunter Deckers. I don't think there's any question some of his running abilities or deep ball ability compare favorably to Brock Purdy. However, Purdy was an incredible player here, certainly in Iowa State history. And you don't want to set those expectations too high. I admittedly have high expectations for Deckers from what I've heard and mostly from what I've seen just in spring ball and, you know, being around things when I can. And so I would say, you know, I didn't factor in his run potential quite as much when I was thinking about this, but I'll say just over 3000 yards, maybe in the 3,025 to, to 3075 range. I expect a good year from Deckers. There are truly a lot of weapons, you know, tight ends, they lost a lot, but I think there's some talent that can come up from there again. And then finally, a late addition to the reader and listener questions. Nick, obviously we missed out on A.J. Green. Do you expect him to hear his name called on draft night? Really good question here. I think A.J. makes the NBA, and I think that he makes it in his rookie season. I would be a little surprised if I heard his name called and, and that he got drafted, especially with a lot of the talent that I've seen stay in the draft. But a lot came back, too. So, you know, from what I've really seen throughout my history of watching the draft and things like this, I wouldn't be shocked, but I wouldn't count on it in terms of an actual draft pick, I would say. Those were some terrific questions. I feel like a couple of them I answered early on in some of the recap. It was talking about kind of some of the top targets left for football. You know, commits, I obviously hit on a lot of the early guys. Remaining targets, I would just say to keep close eyes on Carson Hansen, Elanius Davis, Jordan Allen and Kenyon Sadiq the next few weeks. I want to make sure I address that question because it was very in-depth. And I think that the numbers I've really hit on, but offensive linemen, you know, I expect, expect around three. There's some variability at like tight end and linebacker in terms of one to two and two to three. I would likely just say one running back. And wide receiver, I think if there are two more really talented guys that want to become Cyclones, I think Iowa State takes them both. But that timing feels really, really good for now. It has been great to be back. This will become more of a regular thing, I anticipate. Plenty of commitments in the next few weeks. Certainly football, potentially basketball as well. And the Cyclone Scoop podcast is back, and we will keep these questions rolling. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the Cyclone Scoop.